Hi there, mamas. Welcome to the Mom Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina, a mom of two little ones under the age of five, and I'm obsessed with making this journey full of joy for my kids and myself, even on the days where I can find myself crying in a corner. I'm going to talk about how putting intention and myself at the forefront helped me ditch mom funk. We all talk about what our kids deserve, but this is a conversation about what you deserve and what your desires are and how to get to mom thrive that mood when you feel like a badass and at peace, even when the laundry's not put away. I can't wait for you to dive into our very first episode of Mom Thrive with Gina Sabanta, who generously opens up about some of the hardest times in her life, like divorce, surviving cancer, and the mourning of her father. But most importantly, she shares how she approaches those obstacles, how a smile goes a long way, and what happens when you're open to living life on your terms new beginnings, a new marriage, and a strong mindset goes a long way. So happy you're here with us. Welcome to Mom Thrive. This is a space where we really want women to embrace their journeys and honestly ditch the guilt, ditch come over here and disrupt mom life that we're just tired and overwhelmed and those things happen. But I have truly, truly been able to maintain a happy life. Um, And I've learned from some of the most amazing women. And I'm so happy to have Gina Sapanta on because a big part of how I just learned to embrace motherhood was through you. So welcome, Gina. Hi, welcome. Thank you, friend. I love you. I love you too. So I wanted you to be my first guest because I did not understand what I was getting myself into when I was motherhood. And you gave me the best advice anyone gave me. Everyone gave me what to expect that was going to be bad, but nothing to really, you know, it gave me no solutions. People were like, your life is over. You're going to be tired. Say goodbye to sleep. And then you did two things. You sent me a box of onesies and I was like, wow, this is a lot. I don't need all of these. And that's like all I used. My kids were like in white onesies forever. And you said, there's going to be a time where the baby's crying and you're crying. You're going to put on red lipstick. You're going to put that kid in the stroller and you're going to walk until you stop crying. And I was like, what is she talking about? (laughs) I'm not going to cry. I'm in baby bliss. And that it happened. It happened. And I was like, okay, she said red lipstick, baby and stroller, get out of the house. And hoops, the hoops and hoops, which the hoops, the hoops help power. So, um, this is really what the space is about it's those little things and it's the sistership and it's the motherhood and how it all goes together. So before I really get into some questions, can you introduce yourself, um, who your fabulous self is? Sure. I'm Gina Zapanta and I'm a mom to two beautiful girls, Sophia eight, Valentina five, um, newly married, newly divorced, uh, just founded my, my own law practice, um, at the beginning of quarantine. 
when the world was falling apart, I decided this is a perfect time to launch. <laughs> yeah. And running a couple other businesses that work with what I do. And, you know, just trying to survive like everyone else. Yeah. One thing that I really admire about you is yes, your list of accomplishments are long, but you really enter each day and each moment and each phase in life with like a huge smile. Like oh, the yeah. world could be falling and Gina's like, it's okay. You know, it's probably not okay, but there's science to back this up too. You feel less pain when you're getting a shot or going through something painful if you have a smile on your face. And so it's scientifically proven that you feel less pain or not that it's going to take the pain away, but it, and it does work. Like try it. Next time you're doing something painful, smile because it just it does something psychologically to your brain. And so if you decide to wake up every morning and you feel like crap, but you're like, mm -mm, I'm just going to smile, put that smile on, like how psychologically you're already setting that tone. So right. you're, no one's going to do it for you. You've got to do it for yourself. Yeah, I should add, Gina and I go way back, high school days. Yeah. So um, I know you, your, one of your dreams was to be an astronaut. So I think that I know everything you do is, has a little research behind it. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, good. Um, so you said you were newly divorced, newly married, new, there's a lot of new. <laughs> yeah. 2020 was the year really for uh, disillusion, evolution manifestation nation if you will i don't know why it all happened we did at the same time but that's the universe and you just take what you can and it all happened within six month period very right. quickly some people would think like oh you're just lucky i like to say and i like to really believe that when we set a firm intention um, it is when the universe decides, oh, she really means it this time. Because so many times we make promises to ourselves and we step back and yep. we really just keep breaking promises to ourselves. Um, so let's just go back a couple of years. You've had a few years where I think from the outside, no one would know how much you've gone through. No. Um, and even in some of the most joyful parts of your life, you went through you know, a significant health scare. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how being present or what you really did to stay in the state of mind with a smile? Because I know you were suffering, but I still saw you smiling. Oh yeah. So uh, when I was 28 weeks pregnant with Valentina, my second daughter, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. Total shock to everyone. My doctors was just out of nowhere. So that kind of flipped this whole like, you know, preparing for baby, all that excitement, blah, 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 into like a nosedive because I'm just like, okay, am I planning for baby or am I planning my funeral and my estate? And like, who's gonna take care of my kids and how are, who's gonna raise them and everything that comes with that. But like, oh wait, no, but I might live and I should be happy. So there is that going on. Um, I, honestly, I remember the moment I got the diagnosis and again, I guess it's just within every person, how you respond generally in life. I'm glasses half full. You know, you just have to, what are you going to do with that information? The second they told me, the first thing I said was, okay, what's the plan? What's the step? I'll do whatever we need to do. And I don't think I cried about it. I cried once. 
I never felt like I had to cry because it just was what it was. It was biology. And for people that say on the, what you just said, oh, you're just lucky. You're just lucky. Okay, well then how do you explain me getting cancer when I'm pregnant? So, you know, life has throws shit at you and it's how you face it and choose and intentionally approach it. And so I just chose to, I'm not gonna fall apart. What good will that do me? And I also know statistically and scientifically stress, cancer breeds off stress, disease breeds off stress. So if I start falling apart and I let my mind go down that road or that road, the bad road, how's that helping me and the baby? So I made that decision at that point and I stuck to it and I, you know, it was scary. It was obviously very scary. And I still get a lot of PTSD, which actually is kind of the worst part of it now because every little thing you have or sickness yeah. or anything you feel, I'm like, oh, I have bladder cancer, you know, like it's crazy. Anyways, so fortunately, doctor had, had the best doctors. And again, we live in America, the you know leading country in the world for medical advances. And we have the top of the top healthcare and you have to trust it and you have to trust your instinct. And if just go follow your doctor's orders, period, paragraph, always. And I did that. And they recommended a hysterectomy. They said, you can't have kids anymore. I said, you know what? I was lucky enough to have two kids when I know so many people struggle to have one. How, take, take it. Take whatever you need to take it out. Yeah. Um, and I even said, I said, you know what? Even if I never had kids and that happened to me, hey, glass is half full. I can adopt. I can foster. I can... You solve your own problem if you want to. Um, so we did that, did a hysterectomy the day I had her, C-section. Fortunately, they left my ovaries, so I'm still able to make eggs. So I could still have a baby, which that might be episode two for your show because I'm, that's episode two. But it's yeah. <laughs> let's just talk surrogacy and medical. But, but anyways, say that having that mentality, um, if someone is struggling right now, um, what's like, you know, sometimes the, the answer is in the simplicity. Mm. Like, I still remember that when you were just like red lipstick stroller. And it was, it was just it's two steps. <laughs> two steps. So if someone is struggling or it's not even that, you know, something that is um, really uh, a life or death scare, but sometimes every little thing can feel like the world is falling on top of you. Um, what would you say to that person? Um, as they have to try to figure out how to shift that. And it really does come down to something as simple as lipstick, put on those hoop earrings. And I, I know it might sound silly and dismissive, but you know the power of it. And that is an example of you doing for yourself because nobody, and if children could just learn this, especially little girls growing up, you make your own happiness. You make your own happiness. The boy, the toy, the X, Y, Z, the food, it's not going to make you happy. I promise you. The purse, the shoes, the blah, blah, blah. It's not going to do it. How do you feel inside? Do you need to put that red lipstick on? Your power? Your power hoops? Little tiny steps like that. Do it. And it's baby steps. You, it, it, don't look at the forest. You've got to look at the trees. One tree is lipstick. One tree is this. One tree is getting up, going outside, taking a walk, taking some deep breaths of fresh air. You can breathe. You're standing upright. Some people are in ICU or in hospice, wishing they could stand up right and take a deep breath. Yeah. Perspective. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Like as a mom, I know I've learned so much about you from prioritizing myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first started to really think, what did that mean for me? I was like, is this selfish? 
Like, I really just want to shut the door or run out the door and be alone. Um, what are some ways that you really prioritize yourself and how does that benefit your family? So I don't like that word selfish, which goes into like mom guilt discussion. You have to be selfish as a mom. And I always, always um, use the analogy of when you're in an airplane, the first instruction they give you, first put your oxygen mask on, then put your child's oxygen mask on because what good are you dead? You can't help the baby who needs the oxygen and can't reach and they need you to do it. The second you start saying, I am putting my oxygen mask on first because if I do not close that door, something's going to happen and it's not good. Close that door. Let them cry. Nothing's going to happen when they're crying. They're fine. You know that. They're fine. You know what I love about watching you be a mom is having fun. <laughs> Your TikTok videos. I'm just, oh, I want to do that. It's um, so funny because they're like little props. They're like little, like, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, again, I really want to disrupt this mom life that we're not allowed to like have fun. and Oh, no. And, like, you know, all, all these things. Um, I would imagine that that kind of fun really builds a bond with your kids, right? Like the way they look up to you. How did you, where did you learn that? How did you embrace that? I was not a person who thought they'd ever have kids. <laughs> I didn't really like them. Um, maybe kind of don't still like children. I love my children because it's just different. They're your kids, right? But so that scared me because I'm like, I won't know how to have fun with them. I'm not like that. I'm so serious. I'm type A. I don't have time for this. Well, it changes, I think, when you see them and children flourish off play. And again, if you've put yourself in a positive and healthy enough place that you can be like, okay, part of my child thriving and growing is me interacting and being silly with them. They need to see a woman, a mom, can be silly, can roll on the floor, can do a silly TikTok dance or a couple of them and <laughs> repeatedly and we can laugh together like make fun of mommy I'm so silly right like that is so helpful and that's like the best part of education for them because they're seeing you being vulnerable being silly being fun and happy even though you might not feel it totally inside because when I'm doing some of these TikTok dances I have like everyone else a billion things storming in my mind what if people get priority? Yeah, it's prioritizing. Okay, they're at recess from Zoom or whatever. Let me just do a fun TikTok or roll on the floor or ah, whatever. I love that because another um, narrative that I hate is that only dads have fun. <laughs> the dads are the fun ones. And all we do is like the, the you know, the taking care of and all the things that they need, which we do. Um, and so I like that. And I had a reality check on that not too long ago when my son was crying. Well, you know, Lorenzo, he was crying. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, I want to have fun. And Papa's not here. And I was like, I can have fun. <laughs> so, yeah, but it took that, it took getting out of my comfort zone and being silly and rolling on the floor and getting there without having to worry about. And being okay that the house is a disaster. Yeah. And guess what? Yes, you can become like this tyrant, horrible, not fun mom and force the kids to like babysit watching Zoom while you tidy the house and make it perfect. But step back, what have you and the children gained in that scenario versus 
house is a disaster. It's making me very anxious. I hate it. However, the kids are free. This is a beautiful moment. They're never going to be this age again. I'm never going to have this moment again. Let's all roll on the floor or run outside or take a walk together or read a book, whatever it is. They're going to go to sleep and you may or may not have time to clean later, but guess what? Who cares? Nobody remembers 20 years down the line, the mess in your kitchen that you had, but you will remember that moment you had with those kids. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I think of when we're talking about selfishness or prioritizing ourselves is really going into what we want. Mm. So I've had the honor to see you flourish this year. And I love the fact that, you know, it was a pandemic, but you still took life by the horns and you're, you said you're newly divorced and newly married. Um, divorce can be easy, right? It, it's just not something, like you said, there's so much that goes with that. Um, but often, so many times women sometimes can't get past that or that decision because of the guilt that comes with that. Have, how have you like managed through that and really just been present for yourself, right? To allow yourself to move forward and find love and all those things. So divorce is still like a pretty taboo thing. When I told people I was getting divorced, it was, and it is, it is the death of a relationship. So yeah, I got a lot of condolences, but I just said, well, I don't feel sorry. I mean, this is a decision I made intentionally. And again, I know my situation's different because some people don't want a divorce and they have to go through one because the partner wants to. But in my situation, it was a lot of self-reflection and it wasn't a decision overnight. These things never are. Uh, it was years and years and years of self-reflection and self-worth. And finally I decided, you know what? I need to bet on myself. Again, it goes back to the children. Best possible, the lesser evil. Me staying in a relationship because they'll have a mom and dad, but what does that relationship look like? Strained, resentful, arguing, no love, cariño, none of that. Like no, what I and my, what I would want for my children to see. So I had that like, and everyone knows what the relationship relationship is. You could try to, you know, perfume it as much as you want. But at the end of the day, you know, you know if it's a good or a bad one and you know if you can salvage it or not. What do you do with that information? So after I got to a certain point, I was like, this is make or break. You know, what am I doing? What am I teaching my girls? Am I teaching my girls, you tolerate a relationship like this? You tolerate staying in a situation, not even a marriage, but a, a relationship with anyone, a work relationship, anything that where you are being treated less than what you think you deserve or what you know is not, I, I knew I deserved more, but I stayed for the kids, for society, for that, 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 that. Um, seeing my dad starting to deteriorate from cancer and then watching my children grow is what like kind of kicked my ass. And it was like, what the hell are you doing with yourself? If you were to die tomorrow, would you be proud? Would, would your children be proud of where you were in your life? That you were staying status quo and you knew better, or I'd rather be alone showing my girls, look, this situation didn't work. Fortunately for me, he's an amazing dad to the children. He's wonderful. So fortunately we have that, but mommy is her own individual. Mommy has to be strong on her own and go find that happiness that I know I have to make for myself, period. That's what I love, that you um, are a woman and an individual first, 
right? And when we become moms, I feel like people want to strip that away from us. Oh, yes. The mom. want to strip that away. <laughs> mom, believe me. You're a mom. mom. Oh, no, girl. I've gotten so much mom shame because it's like, how could you do that to your kids? What do you mean? I'm doing the best thing for them. Like, yes, yeah. it's a high stakes bet, but I'm betting on myself. I know myself. I know I'm a good mom. I would never harm my children. However, having them grow up with this situation, what's that going to do for their relationships? Their right. idea of what a man should treat a woman or them seeing a mom. And at the time I thought I would be single. I didn't think I'd ever get with anyone again, but I was okay with it. I said, I'd rather be single in control of my life, strong, doing it on my own. Cause what an example that sets for my girls or, you know, I don't have a yeah. boy, but even but for a boy, you know, energy attracts energy. So I know exactly why Mike came into your life. It's like magnetic. You could just see it. Um, oh, I don't even know how to explain this. Yeah. So one, two more things. Um, the last thing was, so there are a lot of things that I think as individuals, we can make very individual decisions because like you said, you see the trajectory and you're like, this is what I'm going to decide. But then life throws you a curveball. And I know you had a very special relationship with your father and he recently passed away. Mm -hmm. That is like a, this sucks moment. Mm. Um, how do you get past that and continue to stay present you know because it's been like a triple whammy for you for her oh, yeah yeah within six months divorce moving houses and all everything that happens with the divorce trying to figure out are my children going to be mentally okay then a month and a half later my dad dies which we did not expect to happen so quickly and i worked every day with my dad for 10 years every single day like he was my sounding board gone mourning through that then the pandemic hit and then I meet while that's all happening I meet my now current husband and so it was such a schizophrenic chaotic craziness good and bad but with dad and I know I my disposition is just like his it is what it is that's what he said Gina it is what it is what are you gonna do cry all day about it get back to work you have things to do you have a mom to be focus and we're human, so you know there's the stages of mourning. You're gonna have to go through that. There's no avoiding it. Try turning to alcohol, good luck. Try turning to drugs, good luck. It's just gonna prolong and exacerbate the situation. Um, you've gotta feel it and be super vulnerable. And that's a funny, because you mentioned like people look on Instagram and it looks like, ooh, shiny, happy life. Well, of course, you're not gonna put like your shittiest moments on there. <laughs> I've kind of been tempted to do it because it's it should like, be like hashtag shitty Mondays. <laughs> shitty Mondays. Like, hey guys, look at this is really like, we have some heavy days. Like the kids crying, mourning their loss of their parent relationship. Papa, my dad, Ma all the questions. Mom, why, did, why aren't you with daddy? And they're little and trying to make sure you say the right thing, which you're not always going to say, but the intent is there. You're not trying to hurt your children and never disparaging the father ever i don't care who you are or what he did never 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 ever you think you, it talk to your girlfriends about it <laughs> you never do you think that because you're in a good state of mind and a very two feet on the ground mind clear that those little steps and those hard moments are a little easier but see it's funny because i don't feel like i have two feet on the ground and i don't feel like my mind's clear i feel like i'm a balancing act like this with one foot 
and my mind is like a furious storm, but I've always felt that way. But again, knowing that I feel like I'm treading water, barely surviving, and knowing that I can either give into that or that's going to always be there because that's a little voice that's always going to be in your head. Or I can choose every day to wake up with a smile. Shit's going to hit me today and it's going to be, it's going to suck and it will continue because it's life. I'm going to choose to be like, you know what? No, I'm okay. My children are healthy or whatever the thing is for you. Hold on to it, grasp it. And you make that lemonade out of those lemons because no, I don't feel at all. And, but it's funny because I know it looks that way. Oh no. So you don't feel that way, but I have a question for you. But do you feel that you're a good mom? Yes. So that's all that matters, right? <laughs> that's the other thing because I know I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. My children will see that. I, I put myself first. I don't, I don't want to say I put them first. I don't. I put myself first because I know how do you put them first? No, you're the mom. You need to be good. Your mind needs to be good. Your heart needs to be good. Your, your space needs to be good. The mindset. Because if you're toxic here and you're putting these kids first, you are creating a shit storm, you know? Yeah. So I put myself first and I know if I could get as good as I can be, it'll never be perfect. Then I can be there and better as a mother for them. And no guilt, never guilt. Yeah. You have to, the guilt. One thing I've learned is you see it and you're like, Oh, not today. Sorry. Bye. (laughs) Not Um, ever. Not ever. It'll always be there though. Like what kind of mom are you? What kind of mom? I can't believe you did that. Yeah. (gasps) Well, I know we are a little short for time, so there'll be more of Gina on mom thrive because she's really worth a a big inspiration of this. Um, And I want to say that, I'm proud of you, girlfriend, because you literally, and I always tell you this, like you have embodied the executor. You're like the executor. I remember we've had these discussions forever and everything you say you want to do, you methodically, mindfully, intentionally plan it out while raising kids, while helping your husband run the business, while doing your own thing, but you always have had your eye on the prize. Like it's about you. It's about the you as a woman. And you're like, how can I better develop myself to be a better person for myself, my children, my husband, my colleagues, blah, blah, blah. And this podcast, everything you're doing is literally the product of every thought you've had. So you really embody everything I think you're trying to talk about. Well, thank you. And I just want to say that a lot of it had to come from, again, things I've learned from you. One more thing that Gina told me when I was like, how do you get it all done? She's like, girl, I wake up at 4.30. And I was like, this is the second person that told me that. And I don't want to do that. And now I wake up at five, like ready to, you know, it's a, it's a decision. And I mentally move forward with those days because I need to serve myself. So like literally like five to nine, it's, it's me time. How and wonderful for you, right? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They come in like around seven or eight, but they already know. So the TV's not on, I'm meditating, I'm writing, and they just sit there quietly in the corner. They already know. Um, so yeah. So I want to really thank you. We're definitely going to have more of this because I really want women to embody who they are flawlessly and feel good about who they are. And that none of that dictates whether you're a good mom, a good individual, or a good woman. Like shit's going to happen. The universe is going to be like, hey, just a reminder. You ain't doing your toes. (laughs) You ain't shit. 
I want to keep you on your toes. Um, oh, yeah. But what's your motto, like your mom thrive motto when you're, we'll end with that. Um, I guess it really is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Like, why are you going to sit there and cry over spilled milk? This is the new situation that has just presented itself. What are you going to do with it? You have the choice. You can go left or right. No in between. What are you going to do? Is what it is. Ah, so... I'm so excited about that. Um, thank you so much for oh, being I on the first you. show. So I love you, you and you. we'll definitely Proud of you. be in touch. All right. Bye, babe. Talk about taking obstacles and turning them on their head, not only deciding how you're going to live your life, but how you're going to approach your life. I truly want to thank Gina Sapanta for being our first guest on Mom Thrive. And this is what the space is going to be. It's going to be a safe space for us to talk about not only how we want to live, but how we want to consciously create a life that we love as moms. And I'm just really honored to have had Gina share her story. These are the kind of stories that we're going to be talking about about. I'm going to be bringing on moms that not only inspire me, but are teaching me how to live a joyful life. And remember, always find the moments for a radical joy. And I can't wait for you to meet the rest.